You're listening to the Crochet Conversations podcast with Ines and Mel, and this is episode 44. Do this with your yarn scraps. Hello, welcome back to another episode. What a crazy week it's yes, been. Yes, hi everybody. Happy, happy April Fool's. Sunday. Oh yes, yeah. I mean, that's two days ago, but happy April Fool's anyway. Um, it's been a crazy week for us, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it has. Before we get into this episode, I want to say thank you. Like <laughs> a serious big thank you to everybody that showed up on our Instagram live uh, that happened this Friday. Yeah, we had our first uh, yarn live sale. Yeah, so. it was like a yarn de-stashing kind of live sale on Instagram and we were initially pretty nervous because we didn't know how many people would turn up, whether, you know, the people who did turn up would be engaging or not, but it seemed like everyone kind of really enjoyed themselves. Yeah, yeah. And we, the Instagram live went on for like the full freaking... <laughs> four hours. Four hours. That was insane. Yeah. So, thank you guys for showing up you know and i know a lot of you a lot of the the people mm. who showed up came from the podcast yeah yeah uh, we had people from the u.s we had someone from germany um yeah. someone else from czech republic some of them are singaporeans living overseas oh yes yes hello everybody hi so, guys thanks thanks really for you know coming down and joining us it was really fun yeah you guys turned the conversation from like bugs <laughs> <laughs> yeah bugs we started talking about bugs and it went as far as like poisoning people with yarn and like yeah it was Harry crazy Potter yeah. And, you know. yeah. so we have a lot of requests to do more lives because mm-hmm. it was the the energy was like chaotic but in like in a good way yeah i think um i was happy to hear somebody uh, reply and say that that was one of the most uh, fun the friday fun, night yeah that they, they had. had yeah in a while i mean we we are so lucky to kind of live in a in a day and age where we have we even have things like Instagram Live. Yeah. Because when we were growing up and we are old enough, like Mel and I are old enough to be able to to have had experienced the first pandemic, which is the SARS pandemic. Yeah. And it was it was horrible because there was no you had no internet the way the internet is today. Yeah. No Instagram, not really any social media, definitely no Instagram live. Yeah. But now, you know, we are so lucky that it's sort of advanced in this way that we can connect with you guys. Yeah, and it's nice to have real, sort of real, actual conversations with you guys, you know, that it's kind of like two-way, and we can put a, I don't know, like a like face a, to, to no, some like, of you Like guys. a character, like uh, yeah. you can like see your characters, you know, not really a face, but like your personality, yeah. we can sort of see it. It and Mel and I were saying that it kind of feels like we were doing like events again. You know, because sometimes we have uh, like art, art market events where we set up a booth and we know people get to come down and talk to us. And for the past two years, we haven't really had that. But now, you know, with this Instagram live, we can like finally, you know, interact with you yeah. guys again. And really, you're the, a lot of you are the reason why I keep doing what I'm doing because you keep like spurring me on with good ideas and stuff. So yeah. we owe a lot to you guys. So anyway, that was a long ramble. So this episode, what to do with your yarn scraps. Now, this was the episode that I was going to originally do or cover. In- instead, like, we are knitters decided to mess up my flow for <laughs> your me. Flow. So, yeah. it's been two whole weeks since I can't get to this episode, but I've been really wanting to. If you listen to our previous episode, you know that I said it was such a good coincidence that this happened. 
because this episode just feels like a really good follow-up after we ended right. this because it was such a big talk about sustainability and stuff like that. So this episode is all about the different options you can use or do with your yarn scraps other than just throwing it away. Yeah, so kind of like recycling it. And like upcycling it. Right. Because a lot of the times, especially in my classes, like some of my students who take my crochet classes, they would have like two or three meters left in their their ball of yarn and then they just throw it away so then I tell them oh no keep it you know don't throw it away like keep it with you like put it somewhere and then they go why would I want to keep trash you know right, because yeah. I guess it's, I guess it's the idea that you're done with it and there's nothing else to do yeah and you can't really use that to add on to your existing project right yeah you can't like crochet with it anymore um, I mean sometimes they use it to like weave in the ends or mm. you know combine two pieces of panels but that is part of the work you know yeah once that is all done they just throw that yarn away which is such a waste so in this episode I'm gonna break down a bunch of options for you guys what you can do with your yarn scraps and I have let me let me flip my page so you can hear okay okay I've got that many pages wow I mean off my head I can probably think of like just a couple but you have quite a number right I have 14 plus one bonus plus one bonus well, it's kind of like point one, point two, and then one of the points has a three and a three a <laughs> <laughs> right okay of course because it's kind of like a subcategory of that but not enough to be a whole option of right. its own so it's like um, I have 14 mm-hmm. plus an A. <laughs> plus an A. 14 plus A. Oh no. <laughs> What's going What's on? What's going on? We live... Okay, that's just the, the issues with living in the city, right? So it, like, if any of you have been to Singapore or know about how Singapore is like, we're basically one major city. Yeah. We don't really have suburbs, you know. The whole, the whole country is like crowded and... What's the one I'm looking for? Like congested, <laughs> not congested. It's like packed with humans everywhere. Overpopulated. There's like there's like highways cutting through every yeah. housing estate. So you know we and we live right beside one of the major highways. Highways, yeah. So we always hear like sirens or like motorcycle or like cars, racing. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so let's jump right into the very first option. Option one, uh, I have 14, so I'm just going to go through them and I've sort of sectioned them out into like similar categories. Wow, okay. So I've, I'm really, really prepared for this well, episode. Well, you had a lot of time to prepare for this episode as <laughs> I've well. I've had two full weeks, yeah. three weeks at this point already. Okay, anyway. Option one, which is the most basic and straightforward which is just to recycle them. And what I mean by recycle them is to save them and find some fabric recycling places. Oh, okay, right. The problem with this is that I feel like fabric recycling places are not easy to find. Mm. And also not everyone knows how to recycle properly. Because even when you're talking about regular recycling, you know, there are certain rules that you need to follow when it comes to recycling properly. You know, paper or like bottles need to be, the paper needs to be peeled off you know, like orange juice bottles and like the caps have to be separated because they're different plastics and yeah. you, not all plastics are the same plastic. Yeah. And you kind of need to know them and different kind of cardboard also needs to be separated properly. So when it comes to yarn, I find that it's there isn't really a category in which yarn can sit in nicely. Right, right. There's not the paper. usual categories, yeah. Yeah, there's electronic waste, which is more popular to find where it's only electronics. Then there's like paper, plastics, general waste. But where does fabric sit in that? Yeah. Unless it's a factory that independently collects scrap fabric to 
you know, work with something. It's not easy to find. Like, in fact, I don't even think in Singapore, I know of any. Yeah. I was gonna say we don't have, but actually, I'm not sure. So, I don't know of any in Singapore that can do that. I and some of you also know that I bead. Like, I do like bead weaving. After every project or so, the needles have to be thrown away because they're blunt. It doesn't work well with your bead weaving. Your your you know, it's not so sharp. It's not so easy to to use it. But you can't just throw away needles. So I have like an aluminium case where I put all my needles in it, and I intend to recycle to to recycle the whole bunch of metal thingy. But I just don't know where to do it. Yeah. So I've just been holding on to it for years now, and it's the same with my yarn. So even though the most straightforward option would be to recycle it, I I just think that there are so many like. Rules around it that makes it very difficult, and if you can't do it right, I rather you find other options because you know recycling it doesn't reduce carbon emissions. Yeah, it just reduces the amount of resources you need. But then again, to break it down and start from scratch and make it into something else and repackage it, it's it's. I don't know whether the the, the true cost of it really offsets. Yeah, yeah, the value of recycling. Probably better options. Yeah, unless you're taking it and and. Turning into something that's really essential, like building materials for buildings and oh, whatnot. Yeah. If you're just gonna return it back into yarn for other people to use, and it's just a vicious cycle that generates endless amounts of carbon emissions, then I would steer clear of recycling yeah. it. So option two is something that I would like to try. It's not something I've done personally before, but it's something that I definitely want to try, and that is to compost your yarn. Oh, I, I've never heard that before. So okay. Uh, Mel doesn't know anything that's on my list, so this is a surprise for her as well. So she's discovering what's on my list as well because I told her don't like, don't let's don't not peek. <laughs> yeah don't discuss this. Let's not discuss this. Yeah. I really want to you know like surprise you on the podcast. So funny way of surprising, but option two is to compost your yarn. Wow. Okay. I, I would have never thought about that. But and there's a very huge but. Okay. okay. You it can only be a natural fiber yarn. Right, of course. It, so anything that's like along the lines of silk or milk cotton, regular cotton, hundred percent wool, you know, merino wool, alpaca wool, whatever, as long as it's a natural based yarn, no acrylics, no polyester, none of that. Because if you compost that, it will break down. But all you're doing is putting microplastics into the ground, which you don't want. That yeah, you know. So, and if you're unsure of it, don't don't compost it at all. And composting can take a long time, but I feel like it's a better option.、Uh, the only reason why we haven't done it before is because we live in an apartment building and we don't have like a shared ground or garden with a common composting bin. Because I think our our council, like the town council for our area, is kind of worried. Or like this, I think this goes across the board with all of Singapore. They're kind of worried that people don't know how to compost properly. Yeah, yeah. You don't want people being irresponsible about you know what they put in the bin. Yeah, because you it, apart from food scraps, you know, you can put in like hair or any or like any regular cotton, say fabric. It has to be pure cotton. You know, it's not just food scraps. But I think if you start telling the general population there. They're just gonna dump all their waste into it,、yeah. and then it's gonna be a real nightmare because that's not what composting is. There are some options where, you know, lately on my Instagram feed, I've been seeing a lot of like advertisements for composting bins. Okay, like 
small ones or yeah it looks like a dustbin like a regular dustbin or like a trash bin but it's like a composting thing so you fill your scraps in it you cover the lid it's in completely airtight it shines like a blue uv light to kill the germs it oh. gets rid of odor and like within they say like within 48 hours it breaks it down into soil Wow, so it's pretty impressive. Yeah, so I've been wanting one because I've been seeing it everywhere and I really, really want to compost. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm vegan, Mel is not, but as a vegan, I eat a lot of like veggies that require like skinning, so like potatoes or like carrots or like sometimes I, I skin my celery or like banana peel or like fruit peels. I know what you mean, yeah. And, and all those kind of go to waste, right? Yeah, or like eggshells, you know, like uh, sometimes we use eggs in the house. And while well, that's not vegan, you know, but I'm not a strict vegan, so let's not go into that. But all these things, I always look at them and, and feel that it's such a waste. You know, like coffee grounds. Yeah, our coffee grounds. You yeah. drink so much coffee, you know, and we already subscribe to Nespresso's uh, coffee subscription where they, we, and we're very diligent about returning our capsules to them yeah. so that they can find a way to recycle it. But on our own, you know, I kind of want to recycle. And then all my cotton yarn can be recycled. So you can compost your yarn. You just have to be very, very clear what the fibre content in your yarn is. If there's even a chance you're not sure if it's like a cotton acrylic blend, don't put it in. Yeah. So that's option two, okay? Option three now moving forward is something that I do personally. And it's... um, Okay, (laughs) let's get into it. What I do is I put all my yarn scraps in one huge jar. Mm Mm-hmm. But currently, it's like a huge, like, one meter tall. Would you say my jar is one meter tall? Taller than that, I would think. Like, 1.2 meters tall. It's really, really huge. It comes past, up past my waist. You know, it's humongous. And I put all my yarn scraps in it. And the original idea was to make some sort of home decor in it. But, you know, I don't separate out the colors or anything. And now it's starting to look like a hot mess. So, (laughs) I haven't done anything with it. But to expand on that idea, you can use it as home decor, is to get a few different types of like glass jars. And when you're done with your projects, like color coordinate them. Mm. So like maybe one jar is like the warm tones, all the reds and the oranges go in one. And then maybe all the blues or the greens or the whites or the blacks. And can you imagine like all sitting in a row on the window windowsill that would be nice that would be so cute right and obviously have a jar with the lid so it doesn't collect dust and whatever and so this is what brought me to point three option three a right (laughs) right? is that keep all your yarn scraps there you never know i promise you you're gonna be doing something around the house and need a piece of string Mm -hmm. one day and you're gonna find it in that jar yeah so i like for example we we use them for gardening Yes. Right, so we yeah. don't have a garden because, like I said, we uh we live in an apartment building, but we do have an area like a landing outside our front door, that we have like few four or five potted plants, and some of them are really huge, and we use you know yarn scraps to sort of tie, uh obviously we try to use like the hundred percent cotton ones, we use those yarn scraps to tie the little like bunches together so it doesn't fall over. Yeah, you know things like that. Or if we need to attach a label to the pot, you know, to say, oh, this is curry plant, <laughs> or we have a bougainvillea plant, or what else? We have an avocado plant. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we do that. And another option for things around the house is you can, you know, slip stitch or single crochet around your regular hangers. And it oh, makes your yeah. hangers anti-slip hangers, right? Rather than buy the expensive felted ones, 
from like wherever you know you can make your own anti-slip ones and that's what I do so a lot of my hangers especially the ones I get from Ikea they all have like little yarn color coordinating like yarn uh, like single crochet around the like the shoulder yeah. portion yeah it's of funny hangers. yeah because I'm so used to seeing them there that it doesn't I don't register that that's that what yeah, I'm using yeah. yarn scraps for exactly so I use it to sort of hang all my like spaghetti tops where yeah. the straps don't sit right so having the yarn there sort of prevents it from falling you know and it's like it's beautiful you can like decorate anything with it I like I said I promise you I promise okay you're gonna go around your house one day and, <laughs> and think I need something for this you yeah, know if like, only I have like some string or something yeah or you can like tie them around a curtain as like a curtain tie or whatever mm. you know wrap it around a few times and then you can constantly change it out but you know, this idea, option three, is it's like a purely home decor one. Yeah, we, um, I thought of, I just thought of one. We use uh, our scrap yarns to wrap gifts. Yeah, actually, that's my point number 11, is to use a scrap yarn as like ribbons for like Christmas gifts or birthday gifts or like just uh, basically you always need string around the house. Yes, oh, you could yeah. tie them around a flower vase and like, because I have a flower vase on my dining table and you could, you know, you could tie that and decorate Yeah, as de- decoration, yeah. Yeah, and so actually Mel skipped ahead to point 11. <laughs> Sorry. But, <laughs> You see, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's so many things that you can use now that you come, like you know you think about it. Yeah. So this is only point three and three A. Okay. So let's move on to point to option four. Okay. And that would be to keep all of your yarn scraps and tie them together to make one hell of a long string, like a huge, humongous mishmash ball. Right. And I know, like, this is quite a common thing I see in the crochet industry or the knitting industry. Mm. They would just tie, you know, like, they tie all the, the ends together and make one really, 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 really long piece of yarn mm-hmm. and then they just wrap it in a ball and they keep that ball around and every time they, they're done with something they would just add add it on right and they would keep adding and adding and adding until it's big enough or there's enough yardage or enough weight for you to do something like a household thing so maybe like a floor mat so the most common thing i see people use with this is a floor mat okay because honestly you're not going to make any clothes with it right <laughs> it's and tie it you know in a way that you don't mind the tail sticking out mm. and so when you're done you don't have to weave in any any tail yeah, at all yeah it's like part of the, the the pattern right yeah exactly it, it, I think it looks quite cute like I have seen uh, some pictures on Pinterest where it looks freaking cute so you know similar to the jar option in option 3 that I talked about where you colour coordinate them so some people do like a warm tone ball and a cool tone and then when they crochet that floor mat up and it's like it's got like mishmash of different materials, uh, different yarn weights, different different thickness of yarn, and you don't just ignore them all and just use it as one long strand. And like that would be so cute. And I would totally do it if the tails wouldn't annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I think the tails would really, really annoy me. So I for that reason I haven't done that for so, myself. So for this, you don't care what material it is, how thick the yarn is you just yeah you don't put it all together you yep. don't actually care oh, so okay. you could like you could work on something that's like a fine spot weight and then tie it to the ball and immediately your next project's like a chunky like wow. roving and then you could tie it maybe not roving but like um, <laughs> a DK or, or super bulky okay, okay. you could just combine them yeah and that's the fun part about about this right yeah okay. and because it's so random you don't really know how the project's gonna turn out yeah and I think this is really good if you you know like. I, I know that I have some listeners to the podcast who are new to to my crochet classes and this is something that I've been telling them already so 
you know, they're just going to hear it twice here. Because I think it's a good idea to start that from scratch. And then you can look back over time and see, oh, I used this yarn for something. Yeah, yeah. I remember this was for my cardigan or yeah. like, this was for my granny square. And I, yeah, I didn't have that two project, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you could combine it to mine, right? Yeah, if I yeah. had something like that. And I think it's kind of cute. And um, I saw once on Instagram, I don't remember who it was anymore, but she had a huge ball, like bigger than the size of her head. And she's wow. like, it's finally at the size that I want. You know, I intend to make like a carpet for my studio. Wow. You know, and she she tied it such that the tails are only like like an, an inch long. Okay. So after when she's done and all the tails are sticking out, she just went in with the scissors and trimmed it off so that it's a little bit more even looking. Okay. I love the look. I really love it. But I think if I step on it, the tail's gonna irritate my toes. <laughs> so that's option number four. Option five is also something that is pretty common, I think, but I, I feel that it's just good to include it in this list. And that is to chop it up into really, really small like pieces and use it for stuffing in your amigurumi. Yeah. That is if you amigurumi. Because I don't do that at all. I don't amigurumi at all. So it's not really an option for me. Therefore, I never really ever chop it up into fluff. But I do have a pumpkin <laughs> that I did for Halloween, Halloween yeah. once, and I stuffed it with uh, my old stuffing, yeah, right, the yarn, the scrap bits of yarn, and I stuck a cinnamon s- stick in the middle to make that little stock. And I still have it. it. It's really, really pretty. Really cute. Sitting on my shelf, yeah. So that's another option you can do. This is the most straightforward option, and it works well. Uh, it works just as well as regular batting, you know. Yeah. Or if you don't like the way it feels, because it's maybe too dense, you could combine it with batting, mm. or combine it with like cotton stuffing. Not not batting, but like cotton stuffing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or you could just donate them to somebody that needs it for army grooming. Yeah, that's that's smart. Yeah. You know, like put it on your Instagram or whatever. You know, like give one back to whoever wants. They just pay shipping and then they have it because you know. I think I might start doing something like that. Yeah, rather than throwing it away, yeah. I have a ton. Like, really, I have a ton. Yeah. So that's option five. Um, and it's kind of similar to option six, where you put it, you know, you make, you give it for something else. And that is to tie it into one huge knot, leave all the tails sticking out, uh, and use it as a cat toy. That's smart. I right. mean, I've seen people who create, like, pet toys. And I was yeah. just thinking, like, probably have to make, like, a small amigurumi kind of thing. But, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, right. You could just put, like, a, a strand of it. If you have even, like, 30 centimeters, so that's, like, what, for, for five, six inches. If you have five, six inches of yarn, uh, you can stack them all together until it's, like, really huge and tie a big knot in the middle. That's so smart. Right? Leave the end sticking out. And then just throw it on the ground, <laughs> you know. Or maybe you can just knot a bunch of yarn together. Make sure that it's not going to come apart yeah. so that your pet or your cat doesn't try to eat and swallow it. But then just throw it on the ground and, you know, let, let the yeah, cat... No more, like, buying cat or uh, pet toys already. We, we don't ever yeah. buy cat yeah, toys or dog toys. We have a cat and a dog, right? We don't ever buy them toys anymore. Because all we want to do is play with scrap yarn. And in fact, uh, Mel's cousin came over recently... And she kind of looked at my jar and said, do you mind if I like kind of grab a handful for my cat? <laughs> so we said, please grab like 10 handfuls. So that's another option that you can use too, which is to use them as cat toys because I think really it's ingenious. You know, you you, you save so much money on to- on pet toys yeah. <laughs> just with the yarn scraps, you know, and you could even color coordinate them. All, I'm all about the color coordination. And, and the thing is that sometimes 
I think they have more fun with the square yeah. yarn than the yeah. actual cat toys. Because it's like, they're not supposed to be playing with it, right? Because it's yarn, it belongs to you. So, yeah. at, at, or at least in my household, uh, the cat and the dog are not allowed in the studio unless somebody is present. Um, we have recently banned the cat entirely from the studio <laughs> because I'm so terrified that her fur will get everywhere and like, yeah. get into my yarn. And if it's for myself, I don't mind. But if it's for a customer... It's not that nice to have cat, yeah, cat for sure. hair sticking out, and she's a white cat. And if I have any, if I work with any dark colors, oh my goodness. So anyway, that's option. What six. is it? Option six. Okay. So moving on to option seven, this is something that I am kind of doing myself also, and that is to try your hand at freeform crochet. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay. Because there are no rules. You could put like different yarn weights beside each other. You could do whatever you want. If you have a longer strand, make a bigger portion. If you have a shorter strand, do, do like, like a tiny bit. A tiny bit. You know, if you have a really, really, really short one, you could just you know string it through, tie a knot, and make it like a fluff or, or something. And ah, God knows, okay, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am currently working on a free form, uh, blanket. I mean, mm. right now it's the size of like a table mat, but. I intend to have it grow as big as a blanket. And it's really coming along nicely, surprisingly. Right? It's it's such a small piece at, right, right now, but it just looks pretty. I guess maybe it's like the randomness of it. Yeah. You know, I have like some pink, some blue, some white, some greys, and then suddenly there's like a huge red section. And, and there's like a portion that was yellow. Remember? Yeah, a, yeah. Por- a yellow portion, then a variegated portion, and a color-changing one. So, you know, the fact that I don't have to think too much about it and have it like a, a yarn scrap blanket, <laughs> yeah. free-form thingy, uh, I've just been really enjoying it. In fact, I was working on it, like, last night, and my arm was aching like crazy <laughs> because I have not crocheted with such fervor <laughs> in a long time yeah you were really going head on into it yeah I really was but I was re- I'm really excited to have this be done although I know that it, w- it will take a while so I actually tasked Mel with the the difficult uh, task of going through my jar that I talked about yeah one point 1.2 1.5 meters maybe <laughs> uh, maybe 1.2 yeah 1.4 meters so I task her with going through it, you know, taking out. I'm really sorry I did that. And, you know, looking back, it's like, you had fun, didn't you? Okay, it was it was pretty fun, yeah. So I wanted her to pull out the longer portions of yarn, like the slightly, you know, the ones that's like maybe five grams left. And I added that to the blanket. Yeah. It's a really small blanket as of now. I find it hard to call it a blanket, but it's going to be like a freeform kind of blanket when it's done. So that's option, what, seven? seven. It's something yeah. you could totally do as well. And it's a good way for you to experiment with different things. So if you want to experiment with a different crochet hook, you know, if you want to say, for example, if you are very familiar with holding it in the knife hold, you know, the knife hold, and you want to change to the pen hold of holding your crochet hook, and you don't want to experiment or try it on a current piece of project that might ruin your attention. Right. Do it in this freeform thing. Kind of swatch it on the on the blanket. Exactly, swatch it on the blanket. And if it's a big enough portion, if you remember what crochet hook size you're using, that could totally be a swatch also. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I I only have one rule for myself in my freeform crochet blanket, which is I will only use one size of crochet hook, which is the three point seven five millimeter tulip 
crochet hook. Right, regardless of the size or what yarn, what type of yarn. Yeah, yeah okay. that's right. Regardless of whatever size yarn I'm using. So if it's really, really, if it's a really thick yarn, I might reconsider if I want to use it or not. But anything that's like a bulky weight downwards, I'm just going to add it on and use one crochet hook. Okay. Because I think it's easier to give it a more uniform look if you have one, you know, one sort of variable that stays the same. Mm. So for me, in this case, it's, you know, it's uh, my crochet hook size. For you, it could be the same yarn weight. You know, I mean, different people crochet differently. There are some people who only work with a certain yarn weight. Yeah. And only work with a certain, you know, type of yarn. So if that's, if, that, if that's your style, then it's pretty easy for you. You can use whatever crochet hook size you want as long as you keep within the same fiber content. That's up to you to decide. You know, so for me, I've decided it's the same crochet hook. So no matter what I do, at least the finished product would have that, you know, that similar strand or like the similar vein, that similar look yeah, kind yeah. of going through the whole piece. So that's that's option seven. Yeah, I like that. I think the point is just really get creative with it, right? Exactly. You know, if you want to try a particular yarn, you know, and you only have a little bit, you want to keep it, remember it, you don't want to throw it away. Yeah. Come on, a free form crochet blanket <laughs> is so cute because you have a little bit of everything in one yeah. blanket. And I'm motivated to continue digging through that jar because I'm excited to see how this blanket will turn out. And I think there's more, right? There's yeah. more in yeah, that I'm, jar. I think only been through half, I think, so far. Yeah. I'm still digging through it. And if you're wondering how uh, laun- the laundry for it would be like, if you're thinking, oh, yeah, if you're yeah. wondering how difficult it would be to wash it with all the different fiber content. You could just, I uh-huh. don't know, like like dry clean it. You right. know, I know of other people. I've seen like um, uh, someone who made like granny squares, like uh, hexagons, uh-huh. and they put it together in an art piece on a wall and framed it up. So wow. that's also an option for you. you okay. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't want to use it as an actual blanket, if it's big enough and if it's if it's the right size enough, you could hang it up on the wall like a tapestry piece. That's smart. You know, like there's a trend like in the home decor trend where you put a piece of tapestry behind your bed and that serves as the headboard. Okay. And this could totally be like a free-form crochet headboard tapestry piece that you hang on the wall. You know, if it's nice enough, if you've chosen your colours well enough, because, you know, even though it's free-form, it doesn't mean there are no rules. You still have to create boundaries for yourself within what you want to create in that free-form. So if the work is done, and you like the way it looks enough to hang it up, then you could totally hang it up or frame it up and have it like a, a masterpiece, like, yeah. like abstract art. Yeah, maybe you should try that. I, I would love to. If this, yeah. if I am impatient, if my blanket doesn't <laughs> grow, if it stays the size of like a painting, I might actually do that, you yeah. know? Yeah, stretch actually, it over, yeah. Stretch it over canvas and make it look like an actual canvas thing. That, that would be nice, I think. I think so far, I, I'm liking the look of it. So yeah, it could happen, yeah? Right. I, yeah, I'm imagining in my head now behind like uh, the okay. dining area. Yeah, but let's try to work on the blanket first. You never know, you know, if I do it nice enough, if I can stretch it over a wooden frame, like the way you stretch canvas, Yeah. It could, we could sell it as like a zero waste thing because it really is a zero waste thing. You know what, let's let's work on that. There. Oh my yeah. god, that's so cute. Oh my god, stinky cute. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's uh, option seven. Okay, so let's move on. Moving on to option 8, and this is also something that I do personally uh, because a lot of you know that my background is in art and I, I paint, right? So I paint abstract art pieces, contemporary abstract. And so a lot of the way my mind frames things is in the form of an art painting. Okay. So 
I, I like to steer in that direction. So option eight would be to buy yourself like a weaving loom and weave in all your your little ends in there. Okay, because okay. this will work for really, really, really short pieces as well. Yeah, I was just about to ask like how long do you actually need? As long as it spans like across your your weaving loom, mm. that could work. And you know, uh, we on our website, we have like option, we have that little tab where it's like zero waste options. So people can buy things on our website that is made with no waste at all. It's like a recycling, like a zero waste project that we're working on. And in fact, I have created many pieces around the house that we still use today uh, where it's just, it's woven with like scrap yarn. So the longer pieces of yarn, I do that to make the actual weft. Uh-huh. And the weft would just be, you know, your own scrap yarn or whatever. And if it's a smaller piece and I want to, you know, build it up. So I just build it up however I... I look at it. It's kind of like free form, but you have a little bit more control over how you want to position it. Right. Uh, or, you know, give it to somebody else who weaves. Yeah, that would be something that I want to try. Maybe you can I, teach me. I, no, 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 no. I have, show me. I have been telling you to do it with me for a long time. <laughs> I have a jar, like a, a jar of potential scraps. So... Currently, I have a weaving loom. Yeah, yeah. It's a medium-sized one, not too big, but big enough. Okay, it's nice enough. And I have been collecting all my darker tones. So all my white, grays, or not darker, like neutral. Okay, grays, blacks. Cream, color. Cream, light gray, dark gray, whatever in that family. So it's like a monochromatic black and white kind of family. And it's been sitting in the corner for the longest time. And I've been telling Mel, she, she's like looking everywhere <laughs> but me right now. You know, and I've been telling her to try doing it with me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> I mean, when I have time, right? I'm so busy crocheting other things. I have all of you guys on our podcast <laughs> as... And it's thousands of you guys, okay? <laughs> I have all of you guys as proof that Mel has said she has would do it. I would try. Okay. You know what else you can try that brings me to point number nine, actually? Okay. <laughs> do you guys know that Mel cross-stitches... <laughs> did we mention that before? Do you, like... Did you mention it in your birthday episode? I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay, fun fact about Mel. <laughs> she does cross-stitch. And... Well, I num- used to do a lot more. Blood. You did like, recently. Was... Recently, um, just this past Christmas, Mel did like a Hogwarts oh, castle yeah, the, yeah, the castle cross-stitch. One, yeah. But she hasn't yet done the clouds or the sky or whatever because it's all white and to her it's like, oh, boring. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the moment I'm done with the castle, I'm done. <laughs> Finish. So, point number nine is that you could take shorter pieces, you know, even shorter than the weaving, mm-hmm. right? So if you have really short pieces, you could pull apart the different plies and use them in cross-stitch. Uh. Because for the DMC thread in cross-stitch, right, you actually have to pull apart certain certain strands yeah, every yeah. now and then, yeah. depending on what the pattern calls for. So you could use that, especially if you have really nice yarn. If you have like a bamboo cotton or like a rayon or like a yeah, some or, sort of... Yeah, or probably some, those that... that or probably those that it's easy to soft split apart, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, all yarn would be easy too. But if you have something nicer, you could totally use it. And you have like a... If you have like an acrylic furry green, you could use it for the grass or something. Like, who yeah. knows? Something, right? Yeah. But cross-stitch is an option. And, you know, I've talked about a freeform weaving and cross-stitch now in the past, say, point option 7, option 8, option 9. And all of these are perfect examples if you have really, really short pieces of yarn. Like, if you can't even make 
five double crochets with them, they would be perfect for like cross stitching. Yeah, actually, or yeah. weaving. And it's such a good good option, you know. Which is why I think a lot of places, a lot of shops when they open say like a yarn store, they cater to all sorts of fibre arts. Yeah. So right now we're really talking about interdisciplinary art and cross-disciplinary. Yeah. Where you don't just do one form of art alone and you do, you know, you the skills are transferable. Like if you know how to work with yarn, you kind of know how yarn behaves, right? So you know whether certain yarn would, would weave well or maybe certain yarn would, would split well. Yeah. And if it splits well, you know, it could be applied to say cross-stitching. Yeah, if yeah, it yeah. doesn't, you could apply it to weaving. And, you know, I could go on forever because I'm super passionate about this because my um, my degree is sort of in merging different art forms together across, you know, interdisciplinary art. Yeah, so. and I think it's nice that you kind of dabble a little bit in, like, everything, sort of. So you are aware and you have, like, sort of that, that knowledge on, you know, how to use and, and like you say, up-recycle up all yeah, these things. Yeah, upcycle. And yeah. I am... Um, I, I stand by this motto that you know, the jack of all trades, master of none. But I like the second half that people forget, <laughs> which is jack of all trades, traits, master of none, oftentimes better than the master of one. So it's like, you know, when people say, oh, you're a jack of all trades, you're a master of none. Then I would say, oh, but it's oftentimes better <laughs> than the master of one. And I think it's, it's really important to know a little bit of everything. Yeah. Because everything is connected somehow. You can't just specialize in one thing and not have a base of something else, like a dentist, right? If even though they specialize in it, they all have medical background, they all have medical training. Yeah. They all learn the same base of it. And so to me, knowing how to work with all these different art forms, cross stitching, weaving, knitting, crochet or whatever, is sort of like learning the basics of it. Like you can't satisfactorily say crochet works best for me mm. if you've not tried everything else exactly so yeah I'm very and preachy about this <laughs> no, but I, I do think it's important especially if we are in within that industry uh, to have that knowledge you know yeah and you know like you can always find something in common it's just whether you want to find something in common correct or not. Yeah. you know like I could have a complete full-on conversation with a knitter you know for example on a live stream there was some, some someone that was saying that they were actually knitting as they were watching us <laughs> yeah, you know talk yeah. about crochet and yarn and it was a wonderful conversation because we can bond over yarn you know it's the one thing that sort of combines all of these different art forms correct yeah oh, exactly so cheesy oh my goodness <laughs> okay let's move on quickly before i get all cheesy okay so that's point number that's option nine so oh next page now Let's talk about option 10, 11, and 12. Is it all similar category together? Kinda. So let's talk about option 10 and 11, which are really quick. Uh, in fact, we've already talked about option 11, which is use it as ribbons. Okay, yeah. You know, if you have um, slightly, if you have a little bit more yarn, you can like crochet a strip, a thin, like maybe like half an inch strip, and then that could be the ribbon itself. So when I said, you know, use it as ribbons as you know, birthday gifts or Christmas gifts, I really am talking about the ribbons that you stick on. Uh, Not right. really the rope that you tie around okay, it. But, okay. you know, it could be either. Like, it could really be either. So that's point 11 that we already talked about earlier, kinda. And point number 10, you know, talking about sticking on ribbons, you could make pom-poms. Make pom-poms, yeah. Or tassels, you know, and stick it on to yeah. your ribbons or whatever. I don't do that. 
uh, I'm not a pom pom <laughs> or tassels kind of girl. But apparently, a lot of uh, people that was uh, on our live sale, they they like they you love pom poms. You know, we <laughs> on our live stream, those of you who joined us, I had like five different types of variegated and color changing yarn, and this yarn had pom poms attached. Like it's part of it's part of the yarn, and everyone was like crazy over this pom pom yarn. Yeah, and like people were snatching over like you know. Yeah, and everyone was kind of saying, "Where are my pom pom people?" You know, <laughs> I'm gonna make a vest. It's gonna be so cute and. We spent like the longest amount of time talking about pom pom yarn, and that's really where the conversation got crazy. Yeah, and uh, so many times after we moved on, we had to go back to, to go the pom pom yeah, yarn because again. someone yeah. was saying, "Wait, wait, I'm thinking about that pom pom yarn. Can we go back to that?" Yeah. So, not really the same thing, but kind of related. <laughs> so, if you don't mind making pom poms, like for crafts or whatever, you could stick them onto your bags. You know, you could put them on a keychain. It's so much. There are so much more options you can do with it. Yeah. You know, put them on a beanie, put yeah. them on a jacket. You don't really do pom poms, but you do do uh, tassels, right? I I only do tassels every now and then when I'm making dream catches, right? But I don't do dream catches. I haven't done dream catches in a long time, so I don't do tassels anymore that much. Even though they're kind of fun to do, but what am I gonna do with a million tassels <laughs> at the end of the day? Throw it at a cat. And actually, tassels take quite a a huge amount of yarn, you know. Oh, okay, really. It's not as uh, it's not as yarn saving as you think it I is. See. It actually uses a lot more. And honestly, if I have a length of yarn that I can make a a mm-hmm. tassel with, I'd rather add it to my free form. Yeah, that's true. Blanket yeah. or whatever, you know, make art with it. So anyway, that's point number ten, ten and eleven. So moving on to option twelve. And this is something I also do on my own, and that is to use yarn scraps as stitch markers. Oh yes, right. And I'm sure I've talked about this. Uh, if you've listened to any of our previous episodes, I I'm quite sure I've talked about this like throughout. Yeah. I don't really remember which episode, but I I talk about using yarn scraps as stitch markers. You know whether you pull it through. So this could be this could work for either knitting or crochet. So if it's crochet, you could just take your yarn, uh, take a little length of yarn, pull it through your stitch, and have it like tie a little knot and have it be there. If you are using stitch markers for knitting, you just cut a little piece, tie it into like a circle, like a little loop, and you could just slip that onto your knitting needles whenever you need a stitch marker. And in fact, when I knit, that's what I do because I find that having like the regular stitch markers because knitting creates such a thin piece of fabric. Uh-huh. It I find that it's too chunky, like it hangs off my my yarn like weirdly. I don't right. know. I don't quite like it. So I tend to use you know yarn scraps, and I need only really really small, like two inches is good enough for me. You could even just like one inch. And tie into a little loop, and that works well. Other times you need like longer lengths of yarn, especially if you're holding together two pieces of fabric. You could just take a, a long piece of thread, put it on your darning needle, a long piece of yarn scrap, mm-hmm. put it on your darning needle, and just quickly loop around the two panels that you're working on just to hold it in place. Yeah. While you get your sizing correct, or if you want to adjust the way it falls on you, you could totally do that. So for me, I have certain kinds of uh, yarn scraps, like the really good quality bamboo cotton ones, the ones that don't lint up, and I keep them aside. And if I'm making clothes, these are the scraps that I pull out specifically to hold 
different panels together yeah so that i have an actual you know idea of how it feels like because i find that when i use stitch markers sometimes the stitch marker sort of stretches the work or like the stitch markers fall out so yeah it's just not my favorite method yeah when we are working with the clothes i do agree that sometimes using the scrap yarns is easier to work with rather than the, the actual stitch markers yeah, especially if you're putting together different panels, you know, like if you're making like a cardigan and you need to attach the sleeve yeah, to exactly. the bodice, like how are you going to do that with stitch markers? Yeah, because you kind of have to put it on and off and on and off for the, the sizing, right? Yeah. So I make sure my, my yarn is like a bright neon yellow. Yeah. So I know that this part is not sewn in together, you know. So I use that as sort of like stitch markers. So scrap yarn could definitely be used as stitch markers. And I know lots of people who do that too. In fact, you watch any YouTube video and I'm sure you'll come across, you know, someone pulling just scrap yarn through their work as a stitch marker. And yeah. I think it's, you know, it keeps better... It's all yarn, so ultimately it's the same material. You know, if you want to fold it away and put it aside, you're not losing on losing any stitch markers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you know, stitch markers, they're like bobby pins. You can buy like two thousand of them, <laughs> and just you'll never be able to find any one yeah. of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So stitch stitch markers, I like that for me. <laughs> so I'd rather just you know cut a bit of yarn and use it as a stitch marker. Smart. Okay, so we are actually coming quite close to the end of this, to the end of my list. Mm-hmm. I only have point option number 13 and option number 14. So option number 13 is a more unique one. It's if you know how to create your own yarn, you could chop up these little fluff of yarn, like chop up your yarn scraps into fluffs and put them in yarn batting and spin your own yarn so that you get your own speckled variegated yarn. No way you can do that. Yeah, and there are Etsy sellers online who would do that for you. You just have to send them your scraps. So they take yarn batting, they put it through the machine or they put it to the loom, uh-huh. they comb out the yarn and they put, you know, your your yarn scraps. Obviously, they chop it up into really, really tiny pieces and they spread it all over the yarn batting and they constantly stretch and stretch and stretch and then they twist it to make yarn because that's how yarn is made re-spinning like a brand new yarn yeah basically option 13 is to re-spin your own yarn if you know how to do it you you can just do that add them to wool bats merino wool whatever spin them to create your own custom blend yarn so you actually need a a machine like a spinner machine you could you could just use like a, a velvet a, a velvet sheet there are like lots of YouTube videos telling you how to create your own yarn but so you, there is just an extra step where before you pull the yarn the wool to make you know to twist it into a long strand mm-hmm. you add that little chunky thing you take like a, a comb you comb it through to separate all the fibers and you just keep adding them in layers until you get the kind of color scheme you want and then you you hook it onto the yarn spinner and you spin the yarn into long threads and all that little little uh, yarn scraps that has been chopped up. I'm gonna call it yarn scrap fluff. Okay. 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 All of that will be sort of evenly distributed to the yarn, and then at the end of it, you get your own custom wow. blend yarn. Wow. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. So just go on Etsy and type like recycled custom yarn or whatever and okay. see there are a few people who do it. The last I checked, there was like a few people who do it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you just send them. They tell you how much yarn they need for X amount of whatever. Like the weight or... Yeah, yeah okay. You pay for the wool itself. You yeah. pay for the material itself. But you send them the scraps and they re, you know, redistribute that into new yarn. Wow, that's another interesting way of, of using the scraps. Right? Wow. And yeah. if you talk about colour coordinating because I keep going back to that uh-huh. if you are able to color coordinate your yarn scraps into jars you know you could have one that's like a red tone 
you know, it's like speckled yarn, but like variegated. It's mm. kind of it. So the final look looks a bit like our pom pom yarn. Okay. The one that people were going f- crazy for over yeah. the life. Uh, it looks a little bit like that. So there are some areas that would be thicker, some areas that would stick out funny, but it's all like adds to the character of, of the yarn. Of the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So go on Etsy if you do want. If you want to do that, if you know how to do it yourself, then all the better. Wow, I I might actually just look that up. Yeah, yeah. And w- wouldn't that be so exciting? Because we've got so many, like so so much yeah. yarn scraps, right? So this would be an option. Mm. In fact, this is something that I would probably want to try. Like, it's sort of that's such a fun idea, right? Right. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. And we don't have anybody that does that in Singapore, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. So maybe yeah. maybe if you try it, Mel, you could start offering people that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it sounds interesting. I'll I'll look it up. And Mel is quite a technical person. Like yeah. she likes to really like get her hands stuck into a craft and an art form. So yeah. I think this would be interesting for you because it's got gadgets and tools and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and if it actually works, I can spin right? out new balls of yarn. Can you imagine that? Yeah, and so like if I if you make like a cardigan, right, and you have leftover yarn, you could spin that into a new one with with a different like wool color base. Yeah, and then I could make something for myself right yeah this is um it's like a different way of your I think you're very don't know which option the the one where you attach all the different yarns together oh right right it's right it's kind of similar but you get like a mesh in mesh one of, yeah. yeah wow yeah so it's they you don't need that much probably like a quartz size ziploc baggie worth of oh, yarn oh okay because they what they do is to just chop it up like really really crazy and small and separate the fibres so all you get really is the tinge of colour okay. in the yarn is so you don't actually see the actual fibre be broken down but the colours all will be there right okay if we could do that that would be that would definitely be something that I personally want to try because I love like speckled yarn you know yeah Ugh. I know right and we love working with variegated colours also so. and it's so mesmerising to see I uh, there is a, a Instagram channel I cannot for the life of me remember what it's called but she all all she shows is her making yarn and using the speckled bits, you know. And even even like five minute crafts, I've come across like a video from five minute crafts that show you how to make your own yarn that way okay. by using like scraps and you know put, mm. putting it in the 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 yarn batting. So that's definitely something you can check you can check out. I think. Okay, so moving on to our final point, our final option and that is something that I've already kind of talked about throughout this whole episode but I'm just gonna you know push it lump it all into one nice point and option 14 is just make art you know like art is so specific to every one of you Mm -hmm. like you have your own definition of what art is and so do I and just make art recreate art but this time in yarn so some options that we already talked about is if you are able to do like a tapestry piece of you yeah. know, free from tapestry, you can stretch that over canvas and hang it up in your house and that's art. And you could and every time you do it it's something different. You could come up with a totally different look and feel and vibe, you know, yeah. all in all. And if you really like this style of crochet, it doesn't even have to be with scrap yarn. You could deliberately create free form art with, you know, your own yarn and then hang it up as art you know other options is if I mentioned the granny square hexagon where it's all tiled together like a honeycomb but in different colours frame it up really nicely you know get a nice frame maker to do it for you frame it up and then you have some sort of art another option is if you make triangles if you want to make lots of circles if you want to make lots of squares you know you could 
tile them and make the colors stand out at different areas where you want to highlight certain things. You yeah. know, it's like if you are familiar with the with the art painting concept called pointillism, it's basically creating lots of dots. Right, so you're not actually using any paint strokes. It's just lots and lots of dots. Okay. And that dots creates a picture, almost like pixels. Right. So if you think about your art in your crochet little circles or squares yeah. or triangles in a pixel form, and you put them all together on one like huge piece of board, maybe like a one by two meter long boards, yeah. you know, you could create really pretty art. Yeah. And it's just up to you to decide how you want it to be and how big or small you want it to be. Another option is if you just have scrap yarn, you can just crochet them in rows. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't even have to be freeform or anything crazy. Just crochet them in rows, find a nice branch and hook it to the branch. Add some tassels, right? There or pom-poms yeah. at the bottom. And hang it up in like a baby's room wow. or, or like it's just decor, you know. Yeah. And it's it's nice way it's a nice way for you to use up old scrap yam that would have otherwise no purpose yeah exactly and home decor guys is not useless <laughs> you know it's it sounds like it's just a like a decor thing that there's no purpose to it but the purpose is the aesthetic right it's the vibe it brings you it's the intangible quality of having a really well decorated or well designed space and you could entirely do all that at no extra cost because you're using yarn scraps yeah and now that you're mentioning all these different options it's honestly not that difficult and mm-hmm. I can say like oh this is something that's on my wall that I did it myself exactly you know like the, the weaving the weaving option that we talked about when, yeah. it's, when it's done you could just hang it onto a nice little branch or a rope or a frame you could tie it to a frame yeah. you don't even need to get it like properly framed up you know you know weave some yarn through it uh, and just tie it you know have it have that rough and ready kind of look you yeah, know that yeah. rustic you know grammar chic kind of look <laughs> There's just so many options. There is, yeah. You know, so it really baffles me sometimes when you know, people who take classes with me, they say, what, what, what am I going to do with this? I'm just going to throw it away. It's useless. It's only useless because you've decided it's useless. But if you keep it and you add them together, you even if you do the basic, like tie them together in that big mishmash ball, yeah, that's still something you could do. So option 14, my last, but I think the most important point for me on my list is just make art with it. You know, whatever you define art to be, have it be that way, you know. I actually have two points that I want to add, like, oh, on, on, my, okay. on my part that you didn't mention. Um, One of it is something that we have done around the house before, mm-hmm. and that is to mend stuff using small pieces of, oh, like, right, crochet right, right, pieces. Right, right, right. Yeah, so... Uh, I personally have like a t-shirt that like I wear I have wear to death but I can't wear it out because it's like there's like small little holes all around yeah or bleach stains yeah. on a black t-shirt yeah. so I was mentioning to, to Ines like can you crochet me like small little or actually like now dots. I can crochet myself like small little <laughs> you know pieces like say circles or, or different shapes and just patch stick it up stick them onto your shirt yeah Yeah, and I think that's really smart our little doggy whiskey uh, he's got like a little turtle stuffed toy but it's huge it's a huge flat turtle stuffed toy uh, that is big enough to be his bed so he sleeps on it like a cushion but he, when he first got it he was like chewing on it biting on it and there was a little hole <laughs> yeah so I found a you know a pastel pink uh, yarn that sort of matches that the turtle. turtle yeah so we just sort of glued it on <laughs> and it's so nice it like adds that I know special texture yeah. look 
onto the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, this reminds me of uh, a picture I saw on Pinterest where somebody patched their broken jeans with white yarn. So they crocheted like a little white lace patch and they hand sewed it to the broken patch in their jeans. That's so smart. Right? I think yeah. that's something that you would... I would totally do that. Yeah, in your black jeans, yeah. you know. Or even if my jeans is not holy, <laughs> it might be something that I would just like, you know, right? put it on Add top. On. Like, uh, like, like art. Or, yeah. you know. Oh, and that also, thanks for bringing this up because this is breeding, uh, reminding me of something else we did for you. Uh, you had a perfectly fine black t-shirt that is not broken or anything but you wanted a pocket with it yeah. so I just crocheted a pocket to match one of the pink uh, no the purple top that I had uh, and you like that yarn too so we just crocheted a little pocket and sewed it onto Mel's black t-shirt yeah you know, and so this is something you could do for the guys too, right? The guys in your life. Or if you're more androgynous and you don't want to wear a dress and you don't want to crochet yourself a blouse you could totally crochet yourself like a pocket or like a pocket square. Yeah, and <gasps> that's so cute. Right, so smart, right? Yeah. So that's another option that we that you I think just you know randomly use the the yeah. scrap yarns for. Good point. Can't believe I missed this out. What's yeah. your next point? It's something that I read online. I don't know how practical or feasible it is actually, uh-huh. but I've heard of some people who put the scrap yarn outside their house, and birds will come. To use the the yarns to build nests. Oh nest. my gosh, so cute! Cute, right? Yeah. It's so not. It's it's so. It wouldn't work in Singapore where <laughs> yeah, we are. I don't are. think so, but yeah. But if you live somewhere where there are like a, a huge bird population, yeah. or like close to the woods or whatever, yeah, that is so cute. Yeah, so I was reading about it, and the line came up: donate to the birds. <laughs> I was like, donate to the birds. I don't get it. So I read up a little bit more on it, and it says that uh, birds actually come and pick out the scrap right. yarns to, to use it for their nest. For their nest, yeah. yeah. yeah oh my so god, cute. that is yeah. such a cute option. I would do like red or something bright. Oh no, that's not... So you can not, see it? Yeah. yeah, but that's not safe for them, right? You want to oh, give yeah, them yeah. a colour that you could... You kind of not want to attract predators, right? Yeah, so... But that's such a cute option. Cute, right? Yeah. If we lived like anywhere in the in the United States that has, you know, that we... Yeah, when you... This is an option. Yeah, we have parks nearby or... You know, like, I don't know, you live in the woods or something. I think it's a nice option. And you know, this is kind of going full circle to the very beginning of this episode where you heard the sirens going by <laughs> our window. Yeah. Singapore is just one big city. We don't have, like, a natural nature area. Like, there is tall, tall, tall buildings everywhere you go. It's very rare you take a picture anywhere in Singapore and you have a wide open feel. It's yeah. very, very rare. You know, all the really pretty like open field Instagram photos that the you know the influencers take are all very strategically angled, such that you don't see buildings. We have train systems running through the entire country, and it's not underground, so it's it's above. I mean, there are some areas where it's underground. There are others that are kind of built on. I don't know how would you say like <laughs> on top around buildings, around, right? Yeah, like above, right above the streets. Yeah, so. Because of that, it's very rare we have like nature and we have like wide open spaces. There's yeah. no such thing as spending a day in nature in Singapore. You can forget about that. This is a concrete jungle. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah. think like New York. There's really is the only place I could compare. It's it's billboard lights every night. You look in the sky in the middle of the night and the sky is bright. It's never really dark. We don't see stars here, which is really sad because <laughs> yeah. we're just in the middle of a city. Yeah, it's really too bright, yeah. It's just, it's a it's like New York congested into like 
one country, you yeah, know, or yeah. expanded into one country. So that's not an option that we can yeah we can do. But it's a lovely thought. Yeah. Right? So for you know our people, our other listeners who you know uh, are overseas, overseas, you know, yeah. this is something you can think about. I love that option. So I think we have dragged on long enough for this episode, really. But I, I, you know, sustainability, like I've mentioned before, is such an important topic to me. Yeah. And I feel like it's important for me to list as much as I can think of right now. We can always come back and do a part two, like I say, if there are other options that I've missed out, or if you want to tell me other things that I've missed out, I would love to share it on our Instagram. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Crooked Crochet SG. And if you have any questions, you know you could join us there. And we're gonna do more Instagram lives, so you should definitely follow us on Instagram. Yep, for sure. And come and talk to us. So if you wanna, if you have any questions that you wanna contribute to this podcast in our quick questions episode, you can always send us a voice message. You can iMessage that to us or WhatsApp text to us at plus six five nine one two seven two seven four three, or you can email us at crookedcrochetsg@gmail.com. All this information will be in the show notes below. This has been such an interesting and eye-opening episode. There's right? just so many more. Options that I could have even think of, you know. Yeah, the, when I was prepping for this episode, like the reason why I was so excited to present this episode was because I did this with minimum research because it's just when I took my pen and I started writing, uh-huh. it's like everything poured out. All I intended to do was just put some bullet points, you know, on my right. notebook, and okay, I'll come back to it later. But well, once you got me going, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna. Okay, yeah. this, 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 and this, 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 and this I point. Was, I was so sure off my head, I could maybe only think of four to five points. Yeah. And when you told me you had more than ten points, yeah. I was like, wow. It's it's just whether people want to think about what they can yeah, do with it. True. It's about thinking outside the yarn ball. <laughs> <laughs> Not you bad, know, that's, that's Think a outside good the yarn ball. So, yeah. you know, and just find something creative to do with it. And I'm sure that our listeners will probably have their own um, yes, you know, uh, exactly. options that they use their scraps yarn for. I'm serious, guys. Like, send me a message on Instagram or tag us when with how you keep your yarn scraps or like what you do with it. Hashtag scrap busting. I've really? been seeing that like going around when I was reading um, about this. Yeah. So it's like stash busting, but like scrap busting. Exactly, because you're kind of clearing away your your, your scrap scraps. stash, right? I am looking forward to my freeform blanket, which might now become a freeform art piece. Exactly. Stretch over canvas thing. <laughs> a long name. <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys for sticking with us through to this really long episode. Uh, it's been a while since we had like an hour-long episode. Uh, you know, thank yeah. you so much for if you stuck with us to the end. You know, we really appreciate you being here. We feel the love from you guys. Really, I say it a million times and I will say it a million times more. I feel the love. Every time I see, I get a message from you guys, it's just like, it warms my heart. You know, I run to Mel because <laughs> I'm the one in charge on of Instagram so I'm the one that opens it and checks the messages and mail handles other aspects of the business so when I see a message it's like I drop literally everything she runs guys she really runs <laughs> and I run to Mel and go oh my goodness <laughs> and if Mel is not around that day I would screenshot you know the message and send it to her and yeah. like if she doesn't reply immediately I'm calling her yeah look at look at your message like right now <laughs> so thank you guys again for being with us you know I hope you have a good week coming up yeah And with that, I will see you in the next episode. We'll let you go now here. Enjoy your weekend and see you next week. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys.